0: Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through your day. Now, here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. And today I have the great honor to bring on Coray Learman. Coray is a licensed massage therapist in Beamer, Nebraska. She has been in the healing modalities for the past 26 years, and she assists her clients to find balance in their spiritual, emotional, and mental bodies so they can interface their physical body in harmony and understanding. Welcome, Coray, and thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: Wonderful to be with you, Nada.
0: Oh, I just, I so appreciate it. And um, if you guys are anywhere close to Beamer, Nebraska, I'm telling you, Coray is worth her weight in gold in the work that she does. So, the first thing that I want to dive into here is to ask you, in, in your um, bio, you are assisting your clients to find balance in their spiritual, emotional, and mental bodies. What does that mean to you? How do you describe that? When I'm working with my
1: clients, I try to discover what their belief system is about whatever malady they've come in to see me about. And that's where we start. What is the belief system? Are you victimized by this? Are you, you know, what is the, what is the story? And once we get to the story, then I can help them to unveil what the story is really
0: telling them. Okay, so when so then, when you're talking about the interfacing their physical body and harmony and understanding, what does that look like when that is when that's actually happening, or when you get your client to that place?
1: Well, people will be living less than large. They live less than their authentic self when they believe that they're being either victimized or plagued. Or, you know, asking, why am I so sensitive? Or why am I in pain? And so when they figure out that sensitivity can be a great gift, unlike the former belief system that it was causing them disrupt, uh, they start to use it. They pick up the pieces and start to live large mm. instead of living in a,
0: behind a shield, behind a veil. Okay. And and so the majority of the people that come into you, because you are phenomenal at the work that you do, excuse me. And I know that you also do light work and you can do remote light work. And I would love for you to talk about that a little bit in just a moment. But when people come into you to see you and you're doing hands-on work, do most of your clients already have an understanding of this or is this something that you have to explain? And the reason I'm asking you is because when I first met you, you were my first um, person who really introduced me into energy work and I would have blah, 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 all of that away until I met you because you had a way of explaining it that made sense to me Um that, that was um, palpable. I mean, and it was edible. I could consume what you were talking about. So how about your clients?
1: Well, you know, there's no two people alike. Um, My clients that come to me regularly, obviously they know exactly what it is we're going to be doing and how they can find deeper into themselves, but a new person, by the way, um, I guess I speak with total authority because I've done it for myself. You know, if someone knows how to get out of underneath the gate, you go talk to them. You say, how did you get out of underneath the gate? You know, um, and I think it's just that. It's just that um, authority that you know how to get out of the quagmire you've built with your life previous to coming in. Uh, And
0: ask me more questions, I can make that clearer. Okay, so so for you, for example, because you know how to help people to get out from underneath the gate, because you've done that yourself. So what was your experience with getting out from underneath the gate, and how did you do that for yourself?
1: I had to first understand pathology. I had to understand anatomy. I had to understand emotions and and how they play with each other, on each other. Uh, for myself, I had to understand that, um, how the body works, and that's why I went to massage school, and I know what's all connected to what and what has to be open, so that's how it works with the light body work, with remote work, I can see where the body is not flowing, and, but that's my gift, or that's my training, I've trained myself to be able to see remotely. and when people are on my table, I can see where the energy is not moving. So you as an acupuncturist, you feel which pulse is not full throttle. I see it.
0: I feel it. I sense it. Okay. So and then when you said that, that you trained yourself to see remotely that that was not that was not something that you were born with. That wasn't like a gift that you had from early on. Is that right? I was born with it, but I didn't know how to manage it. Um, Mm -hmm. I used it for
1: some other purposes. I was a commodities broker um, and worked in another whole line of business, livestock. And I used it for my extrasensory perception there to know what the market was going to do. Um, but I didn't apply it to anything other than that. Uh, I, I took it as luck. Seems like luck. I can no- tell you mm-hmm. what's going to happen on that tomorrow. Or, or somebody would say, how far does that truck have to go to get to point A to point B? And I would just say, oh, that's 55 miles. You know, I didn't even have to think. I would have that kind of response. But after I went to the Nirvana School of Enlightenment, I realized That I had a great gift. I just had to learn how to apply it to what it is I was going to pursue as my next endeavor in life.
0: Mm. So you ended up going to the Nirvana School of Enlightenment, not because you necessarily wanted to at the time. I mean, something happened in your life that changed the whole trajectory of your entire life. And that was a car accident, correct? right
1: and and a part of that was i was still a little lazy i didn't want to work this hard i wanted to be able to work through the etheric field and change something i wouldn't even have to see people or touch them Mm, (laughs) i got
0: i got over that i got over it Uh, (laughs) 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 oh my goodness So uh, how was it that because that's part of what we talk about on this podcast is people that have gone through um, traumatic events and came out on the other side of that better than if that event never happened because it shows us or helps us to discover a piece of us that we otherwise would have would have not known. Do you find that to be true about the car accident that you had?
1: absolutely true and I and I see it with my clients you know a client that I've worked with for some years we see it together we see how it all has evolved and it was in divine
0: right timing in
1: divine right order from the get-go
0: yeah 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 how do you feel about so this is kind of just because we just kind of go where the energy takes us Karee um how do you feel about soul contracts do you think that that's a real thing that we sign up for whatever it is that we're going to do while we're here or do you see it differently
1: i absolutely know it know it from personal um regression therapy for myself Mm. um And it is a very big thing. I think it's a a big thing right now that's going on again. You know, the resurgence of information kind of goes in waves. It was a big thing 20 years ago, and then it kind of cooled off. And now it's a big thing again because people are still asking, what the? I mean, right now people are all saying, what the? How did I get in this deal? Yeah,
0: yeah. So the
1: contract, yeah. You know, it's not very reassuring or comforting when you say to someone, well, you're in the middle of a really steep learning curve. This is one of your (laughs) biggest lessons. This is your arcana. They don't want to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: So what do you end up telling them when you know that that's the truth and you know that's what's going on? What do you say to them? Uh, I said,
1: let's just take this piece by piece. How do you eat an <laughs> elephant? One bite at a time.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. So when you, when you discovered at the um, Nirvana School of Enlightenment, when you discovered that you had this gift um, and actually, let me backtrack a little bit, because you said when you were working um, in the market and you were working in the cattle industry that you just thought it was luck is, is that you didn't, you didn't recognize this gift for, <clears throat> excuse me, being the gift that it, that it is that you work with all of the time. I would imagine 24 hours out of the day, you're working with this gift and this light energy now, but you didn't, you did you really truly think it was just luck at the time, or just because you didn't know what to well, name it?
1: I worked really hard at what I did. I I compiled a lot of information. So I really, if I had an ego, I would have said, "I work really hard at this. I know what's going on because I have good connections. I I have um, compiled." People in the know, and I talk to those people. They trust me. They, they visit with me, and I find out things. I don't want to call it insider trading, because that seems like a, a bad word in today's world. But we always have our network where we're finding out things, and then we put it together. And we take a look at that, and we say, hmm, this is where this is going. You know, even right now with what we're experiencing on the planet, I'm going, hmm, a lot. This is what we're experiencing. This is where this is going. I can see the, the trajectory almost. Yeah, and what can I it, answer your question?
0: <laughs> 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 we may have to have a beer and sit down and discuss this again. No, I'm teasing. I think that you did. Yes, where where would you say that we are going now in the middle of of this um, COVID nineteen? What what is it that you're seeing? What's the? It's the word I stumble over all the time trajectory. My tongue does not work like that.
1: Well, I think people are going to stand up and take their power back.
0: I think they're getting
1: real close to it because um, the United States of America in in particular, and that's the only place I've ever lived that I can remember right now. Well, that's not true, but it's where I'm living now. Um, We've been known that, you know, don't mess with us. We will, we will make this right, whatever it is. And I don't think that the sheeple effect is going to happen. I think people will stand up. I think we will stop believing some things that we have been um, fear-mongered into believing. And um, the biggest thing I can see, families are coming together. They're actually uh, spending time together. Um, People are really appreciating what they have, perhaps, because of the fear of losing everything. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably really good to slow them down. It's slowing down everything. And in the slowing down, they have to take stock of where am I at? Yeah. I've
0: heard many people say, you know, I'm kind of liking this slowing down. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and coming home, I mean, home to self coming home to Mm -hmm. self and spending time with us, with us individually, with families, yes, but also just with us because at the end of the night, we still, our mind is still going and we have a lot to think about. And I know that's something you and I have spoken about before that many times people have a hard time just being alone with themselves without any of the distractors because they don't want to think or feel what it is that they're thinking and feeling. Do you still believe mm-hmm. that to be true even now? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they might find out they really like themselves or they might
1: find out here's where I need to work. This is what I need to work on. Right. You know, what right. do I what, mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And I'm so in agreement with that. I didn't mean to to cut you off that weird little lag time. So sorry if I just interrupted your thought on that. It is. And I think that that's exactly the case of people feel i think sometimes that if i get to know myself or if i have to spend alone time with myself then what if i don't like what i find and you just said the complete opposite what if i end up realizing that i really like me what if there's these really great things about me and i think i think people are starting to discover that and recognizing that you know what i'm a pretty okay person and i'm pretty funny and i'm fun to be around and you know maybe i'm more positive than i ever thought and i'm maybe more solution-oriented than problem-oriented, I think people are discovering that about themselves during this time. I think to introspect
1: has been a great blessing. I really do.
0: Absolutely. Yes. So now for your work, because I know that you've not been able to work um, during this time, have you... and I don't even know if people are contacting you yet because um, work wasn't happening. I think you're free to go back to work anytime now, if I'm not mistaken, but are you having an influx in people that um, maybe haven't come to that conclusion about themselves that it's like, Oh, big awakening to myself. I have a lot of stuff to work on and I need somebody to help me work on this. And I've heard about, Corey Learman who's in Beamer and I'm going to contact her. Do you think there's going to be an influx like that?
1: Um, I'm, I'm thinking it's true. I started working today. I saw one of my longtime clients um, awesome. and yeah, we had a wonderful session because she had begun to believe something that wasn't true. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, um, they, it, people need that support and that's a big part that I play. So my regular clients who come back you know, maybe every two weeks or every week or once a month or whatever it is. Uh, They need that support because they perhaps aren't getting it at home because not everyone in their home is as evolved. Mm -hmm. And it's neither here nor there. It doesn't make it bad. It's just that they need that support. It's kind of like, yeah, you talk about that beer. You know, at the end of a hot day, you wish you had a beer. and, And you know you can get one. But I started today and... Yes, uh, I think we were notified on Monday by the, the local health center that we could go back to work, and I my phone was ringing off the hook. So yes, it, it will be for a lot of reasons, but I think one of the big reasons is they're still in pain. They still haven't moved through all of the emotional, mental uh, ideology around their physical condition. And, and most of it was because they work every day. It, uh, repetitive injuries
0: mm.
1: are ongoing because those people have the same jobs.
0: Right. Right. So, right.
1: yeah, and it'll be busy, yeah, because of the fear that was been involved. And then the anger. Uh, what I'm seeing out here in rural America, and this is where the rubber meets the road, they're, they're tired of this. They think it's all um, horse-pucky.
0: Yeah,
1: of everything that we've been told, and they're really, really tired of
0: it. Okay. All right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we might have to dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, because it's you're in a in a big community of a lot of farming, a lot of ranching, and um, yeah, Hunters. we can't. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of stuff going on. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and and of course because in in the and I don't really watch the news very often, but when I do watch the local news, it's the local, so we don't get to hear all of the stuff that's going on in in different states that are neighboring states. And it would be nice to know a little bit more on what other people are are thinking and feeling. How are they handling it? The people that are so angry, and at least the ones that you know and in your area, how do you how do you think they're handling I mean, as far as how, what's their outlet?
1: Social media probably is the biggest thing Mm. um, that I see, which is, you know, we still have this division that's going on. The polarity in our country has been one of the biggest obstacles we're going to have to get past, and we must get past it. This is not, it's not the American way. We have to stand united. Right. And so, I keep trying to point out the facts that we are more alike than we are unalike. And yeah, not watching news is a good idea. But you know, on the other hand, you can't have your head in the
0: sand. You have to know what's going on. Absolutely. You absolutely have to know what's going on. There's no question about that. And you cannot go with your head in the sand. So yeah, I just I take it in small doses. And you know, when I've when I know what I need to know, then I'm ready to turn it off and to move on to something else. So, yeah. But you you've not um, y- you haven't had any clients. Yeah, I guess you just went back today, so you've not had any of those angry clients where you're having to <laughs> work through and settle that nervous system back down. Um, you know, and it is so true. This whole thing with polarity, and, and I'm I'm hoping, and at least that is my intention, that one of the biggest blessings with this whole um, shutdown that happened, is that that we can get out of this polarity. We can have our own opinions, we can believe the things that we believe, but it doesn't have to be this huge division. And, right, because it, it's not, that is not what this country was built on or based on. And I'm hoping that that is one of the blessings that comes out of this.
1: I hope so. You know, here in Beamer, Nebraska, and you've been here, NATO, so you know it's a town of 600 people. The main street is one block long. The, the American Legion Freedom Riders, the they motorcycle, they um, escort fallen veterans to their final resting place. Mm. They put up a 70-foot. Now, Main Street is one block, and this is a small block, a village block, not a city block. <laughs> they put up a 70-foot flagpole with the biggest american flag on it you've ever seen like a big car dealership flag and wow. there's nothing else on main street my office in the bank and a hardware store <laughs> 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 but it really says a lot to me i go in there and yeah. i'm saying we are the united I'm, I'm gonna amplify united states of america and we're all wonderful human beings in our own right I think one of the big things that that I'm going to be working on with my clients is to realize, and I said it to my client today your soul she is holy as a woman is holy. you don't have to apologize for your soul, right but you do have to take your soul's ideology and and look at the ego which things can you soften what things what things are true for your soul?
0: yeah you know that I, ego is is the problem here. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And the thing is I'm right and you're wrong and I can only be right if you're wrong. And that's, that's so Mm -hmm. ego driven. Yes. Yeah. And I love how you said that. What can I soften? What can I soften about this ego? And, and the soul is holy and it has, it doesn't have to apologize for anything ever. Absolutely. Oh, you know that I love you and you know that you and I can sit and talk for many, many hours, but this, this portion has run out of time. So we're going to wind this down. And of course, because I want to continue this conversation, I have some more questions I want to ask you. So I'm going to ask you now, if you would be willing to come back and join me again, so we can have a part two of this conversation. Would you be willing? It would be my pleasure, Nada. Ah. I love it. Thank you so much. So if people are traveling or you happen to live in the Beamer, Nebraska area, um, Coray's information will be on the show notes. If she's taking any new clients, cause I have a feeling you're going to be a little bit overwhelmed with everything, but the best way to get in touch with you, Coray is, is it through your phone number or, um, do you have a website and I can just put it on the show notes. Uh, texting or email. I think my email is also available on the, my information. Okay. So all of Coray's information then will be there. And I can attest because I've had work done with, um, Coray and it is phenomenal. And, um, The light body work, yes, I want to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. So thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for the beautiful work that you do. Thank you for your time and your wisdom and sharing your gifts um, with me and the listeners. I am very grateful, and we will be back next week to pick up where we left off.
1: Thank you for spending time with us today please
0: go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information you can use right away. If you like what you heard here, please subscribe to our show. And don't forget to rate and review right there on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your shows. And don't forget to
1: tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.